Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up and welcome back to the Kind of Funny Games cast. This is our post-show analysis for Summer Games Fest 2022. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the big daddy himself, Greg Miller. Hello, Tim. Live and in person. I love to have it here. It's so beautiful. It smells good, Andy. It smells a lot better than you'd expect. And, mm. and that's a big surprise, Andy. I didn't shower today. I ran out of time. <laughs> so okay. here we are. Of course, that is the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Right now, uh, on the day of the devs are showing off Planet of Lana, Lana Rhodes. Oh, well, a lot oh, of great wow, stuff. Went there. Okay. There we, yeah, that's where we're going. Okay. Wow. A lot wow. of great stuff at Day of the Devs. I got pre and I can talk about it after they all go. So. <laughs> we must play. You better get educated, new face of video games, blessing at AOEA Jr. Yeah, I don't know why I would ever, ever know who uh, Lana Rhodes is, but I'll <laughs> figure that out later, Andy. I'll figure that out. Mm-hmm. And rounding out the group, we have the master of hype, Snow Bike Mike. Yo, what up, Tim? Thanks for having me. Wearing my shades on today because it's Summer Games Fest talk, which means it's bright. Mm-hmm. But it's also hot. Get ready for some hot gosh darn takes, people. Wasn't Here sure we where go. he was going with this. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm happy that's where we ended. Of course, this is the Kind of Funny Games cast. We are the Kind of Funny crew, and we're going to be reacting to all of the showcases this summer season. You can check them out live on twitch.tv slash Games. But our normal thing is these podcasts here. YouTube.com slash Games. Roosterteeth.com is where you're going to want to go to watch them as videos. But if you want them as podcasts, you got to go to your favorite podcast service and search for kind of funny games cast will be right there for you but here's the cool thing if you want to go above and beyond you got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free you can watch live as it's being recorded and most times besides special summer game fest exceptions you get an exclusive post show and it's always a whole bunch of fun so you can go there also become a patreon producer just like gordon mcguire Fargo Brady, Tyler Ross, Delaney Twinning, First Responder ND, Olive Party, Julian the Gluten-Free Gamer, Alex J. Sandoval, Casey Andrew, and James Hastings have done. Uh, if you don't have dollars to toss our way, that's totally cool. Any way you can support us, we appreciate, including using our Epic Creator Code, kind of funny, anytime you're on the Epic Store. Um, let's get all that stuff out of the way. We're here. Everybody knows what's going on. It is Summer Game Fest season. I want to start this off right by going around the panel and asking everybody, on the kind of funny scale what they would give summer game fest 2022 of course for anyone new watching right now the kind of funny scale is as follows it's one to five number one is terrible number two is bad number three is okay number four is great and number five is amazing andy cortez let's start with you what did you think of summer game fest 2022 this gets a three out of five for me. It would have been a four if Last of Us didn't leak and we had that big pop along with all the other info. I saw th- I still think a lot of the info there near the end, including that even just a screenshot that, yes, a multiplayer game is in development, even though you all know that, but we're actually talking about it. I think that is a, a, a pretty nice reveal there. I still give this a three, though, because uh, no Silk Song. 
What what the fuck? Dude? Mm, you guaranteed me. Where is it? You, I did. You, you guaranteed me, and there was no Silk song, and that was a uh, pretty disappointing. And uh, yeah, other than that, there just weren't a whole lot of pops. There was a lot of cool games that we saw, but nothing uh, nothing that I will really remember this uh, showcase for. Blessing. Yeah, I think this one gets a two out of five for me. I don't think I've ever given a two out of five before <sighs> on any of these things. Uh, yeah, I think for me where it comes down is the stuff from the showcase that I should be hyped for, right? The stuff that feels like it's aimed towards me. I'm thinking Street Fighter. I'm thinking Last of Us. I'm thinking Callisto Protocol, Honkai, uh, Zenless Zone Zero. All that stuff didn't excite me. And those are the things that should that should have excited me. Everything else just felt like, and I, I say that because like the ways that the ways that they showed that stuff just didn't, provide new enough or exciting enough information like callisto protocol i think the trailer looked cool but it was just a director's cut of the trailer we saw before and then everything else was just like eh, you know like gold simulator 3 cool like the fake out was fun but also like i feel like that was kind of a weird reveal uh there was like a lot of talking like even the the neil Druckmann naughty, naughty ox stuff felt it was it was it was cool for like here's some new reveals but it also just felt like a lot you know like i feel like for a showcase like this you want to pace through quick like you want to just show the cool stuff and like leave the talking for later on or I don't know. Like, I feel like there was just a lot of downtime that didn't need to happen. And so there was that. And I just feel like, you know, the rock stuff felt weird. Like this just felt like a weird show to me. Snowbike Mike. Blessing out of Oye Jr. You said it so well. Summer Games Fest 2022 is a two out of 10, even with The Last <laughs> of Us. No, two out of five. Well, I mean, I could go below, I guess. Uh, I will say... Even with the Last of Us reveal, yes, it got leaked beforehand, but that wouldn't have even been enough to carry this show to higher heights than it is already because it was a really big letdown. I know we set our tempered our expectations, but it was lower than that right there. There was just not enough pop. There was not enough sizzle there at all. A lot of the games were just kind of mid and skippable and things that we'll never talk about again, and that's unfortunate. I thought really... With the moment that we had with Jeff Keighley, no E3 this year. This is all about Jeff and the team. And we know the circumstances around the world. We always talk about that. But truly and honestly, when you have the moment, the ball is in your hands. you got to make this shot. And this was not it, right? And now we'll have a different discussion next year. But this was not fun. This was not enjoyable. And uh, unfortunately, a big miss. Craig Miller. Hey, Tim. How are you? Good. How are you? Great. Uh, I'm known... For many things, Andy. Okay. 2015 trending gamer of the year. Mm. The only person who liked Jurassic Southwest World. Southwest. Fallen, fallen, no, I, if you go to the IGN review of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, you'll find another eight right there from Gav. What up? Another um, failing fucking outlet, yeah. Here's what you need to know about this one. Uh, it breaks my heart to say I am in the same boat. I think it's a two out of five. Uh, I think it, if on our scale, Tim, of like, you know, what you can give adjective-wise, I... At times, I'm tempted to go, it's okay. You know what I mean? And I always love doing this. It's okay, or it's okay. And I think this one has to go bad because I honestly think this is a reputation herder for Summer Games Fest. You know what I mean? Where I feel like this show was so big in terms of length, so long, right? The fact that, it, what Mike said, so many of the announcements and games were mid, I think it would have done the reputation of Summer Game Fest as a standalone thing it would have been more serviceable to go in and say, you know what, we're going to cut this to an hour, hour, hour 15, and have a bunch of cool shit in there and get rid of some of the games that, again, deserve their time in the spotlight, but maybe not here, maybe not on this stage, maybe in some of the other smaller showcases we see. There are so many showcases going on right now in SGF season, what was E3 season. And just to be here and like look through this list of stuff, it's like, 
you know, uh, unlike Andy, uh, uh, unlike Blessing, sorry, uh, you know, the Callisto Protocol, I'm a huge fan of, and I can't wait to see more of. Like, I was excited for the gameplay. I was, I thought the gory trailer was cool or whatever. I'm there, and I think early in the show where it was, I was like, yeah, all right, cool. Like, let's get going, let's get through stuff. But then I just look through this, and it's like, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff going on, and okay, sure, and like, okay, and even Midnight Suns, where it's like, okay, cool. Midnight Suns, granted, right now a preview embargo is lifted from an event that people were at, right? So there's a bunch of hands-on impressions going up. I could have gone here for a hands-on thing because we we're having this conversation where uh, Michael's like, oh, it's like XCOM. And I'm like, well, it's not really like XCOM. You're playing cards, but it kind of – and they're, oh, is it? And like there's this – I think there's still a general what is Midnight Suns for a lot of people. That would have done more for me seeing that there than some of the other stuff we actually went through and did longer deals with. And you just keep going, and it's like, okay, yeah all right yeah like this was by no stretch of the imagination a must watch and that's what's heartbreaking mm-hmm. you want when jeff does game awards that is much must watch television you are watching the game awards you need to be a part of it and for summer game fest to be like you know what like we talked about we are doing a stream this is it come watch like oh shit they're gonna bring it and yeah these announcements didn't bring it and even with if last of us part one hadn't been leaked and that was just a surprise there. I think we all would have popped really hard when Neil was on stage, came out, and then it would have been like, okay, well, I wish I could have seen something from Factions, even two seconds of it. Well, okay, I wish I could have seen a trailer from the HBO thing. Okay, and then it's, okay, it's it's remake. That's that's cool. Yeah, like, all right. I don't think, it, the, you know, you always want the one more thing that is, all right, everybody, goodbye, good night. You know what? Here's one more thing to play us off. And then you go to it because it's so huge. I think when you show your one more thing and then still come back and talk, that shows your one more thing. It was a yep. fucking definitive. Great point. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's like there are elements of this show, very few of them, but things that I haven't really seen before that I that would be like, okay, I, I, I might want to give this a three. But there's a lot of elements that I'm like, I might want to give this a one. And I think with that, I am firmly with you guys. This is probably the most two out of five show that we've seen. I do think this was a bad show overall. When we look at showcases uh, in gaming, and and at this point, we look at them a lot and quite frequently because it's no longer just the one week of E3, a little Gamescom action, and then Game Awards at the end of the year. It's kind of throughout the entire year, everyone is talking about games. And I think that was really to the detriment of this show in particular. When you look at a showcase, I'm looking for big surprises. I'm looking for answers to questions we've been asking for the last couple months. Sure. I, I'm looking for updates on things that have been previously announced uh, to just kind of like keep me, keep it, keep games in the the kind of like conversation. So we have a, we're looking at a calendar of like what we're going to be playing, especially bless, you know? Um, and I feel like we really lacked any of those things in this, in this show. And uh, I think the, the last thing for me is kind of just overall presentation and a fun factor. Um, and I think that all of Jeff's previous shows in the last couple of years have been way more fun than this. Uh, even just having celebrities come on stage and do something goofy, like even the meme ability of it all. I think this one having rock do an awkward call that was clearly part of an advertising thing for black Adam. It's like <laughs> that. And Zoa. And his fucking pecs. Yeah. It's like that, that kind of is uh really a, a good example of what this, this summer games fest was uh in a nutshell and to me ending with the last of us stuff it's like yo last of us remake is something i'm extremely excited for i don't think in any world that is a show closer whether or not it leaked um and i especially think that if you have that trailer it's like that trailer is fine but like it is not uh doing a good it's not a showstopper and like not seeing the gameplay not seeing like pretty much any question that we have about what last of us uh part one remake is we don't really have 
at this point at yeah, all. Man. And I think that's a that's a bummer. Um, them talking about factions, it's like cool, that's way, way out there. The HBO stuff, I would have loved to see a teaser of some sort. I would have loved to get a release date. He's teasing that it's coming soon, so we won't have to wait too long. But to me, the the one big announcement of this entire show was Shredder's Revenge getting its release date. And like that that is an expectation for this event. That is not something that I should be holding as that was the highlight of this whole thing. Uh Really kind of bummed about this state of play. I think uh, knocked this out of the water and weakened the hell out of this. If Callisto Protocol was only here, I think we'd be ver- talking very differently about it. But it wasn't. It was yeah. at state of play. Uh, Street Fighter Six was at state of play, right? Like yeah. having Resident Evil Four remake, I think was more exciting than anything we got here. Um, and I guess it's debatable with Last of Us. And I'm excited for both of those projects, but they were both known quantities to some extent. So this is the first time I've looked at a Keeley show and not had a single thing that I'm like, oh, but it did have that. One of the things I think is telling, too, uh, is what right now Day of the Devs is happening uh, after it, right? Uh, we were pre-briefed on it, got to watch that presentation. And I think Day of the Devs, the showcase that's playing right now, is better than what we just saw for Summer Game Fest. Mm. Because Day of the Devs, what's playing right now is, here are a bunch of cool games, here are the developers talking about it while you look at the game, and then we're on to the next thing. This isn't for you, you will get to the next thing. This isn't for you, we'll get to the next thing. Whereas I think, you know, some of the Summer Game Fest stuff we got into, and this isn't for you, well, strap in, because we're going to keep talking about Warframe. Yep. And this isn't for you, well, sorry, The Rock has to show you the Black Adam trailer, and then it's like, okay, like, whatever. Yeah, the, the two things I want to say about what what kind of I appreciated that it would pull me a little bit to a three. And I know this might not be the most popular take on this, but I think in terms of the, these are clearly advertisement games. This mm-hmm. had less than his shows normally do. And some of them looked more interesting. I feel like common times would be a game that uh, at least one of us was like, Hey, this actually looks kind of cool. And I don't think that's always the case uh, with these type of things. And the other thing is I actually kind of like the vibe of, them not treating us like we're stupid and it does feel like we're all kind of in this together them talking about the leak them there was a lot of talking in this and while that does kind of ruin the the pacing in a lot of ways i think that it's a it's cool to have that avenue and a different kind of style of showcase that uh if there were more hype trailers and announcements surrounding i think that that is a a really cool format to to use to kind of get different voices heard and to talk about games in a in a different way than we're used to of just hey here's a bunch of stats and a graph and we're announcing a game and a couple cringy jokes here and there like there there seems to be a a platform now that jeff's building to have a little bit more organic natural conversations with people that's not always going to hit um and definitely do not end your show with it but um i do think that it's a it's a cool thing we haven't seen before and and i think there's a balance he has to figure out and hit because with a lot of that stuff i feel like the the pacing and the transitions into them felt weird like the uh there was one game that had some like climate crisis stuff going on right transitions from that into talking yeah that that game into talking about ukraine for 20 seconds with replaced and then on to the next thing and I feel like, I don't know, stuff like that feels like it could have been placed better. Like, I for to, to say, hey, Replaced wasn't here because of the war in Ukraine, and then to keep going and not acknowledge that in a bigger way kind of felt like a loss. And then even Call of Duty felt awkward to me in the way that last Game Awards, Jeff Keighley had a whole speech about Activision. And then come come around for this presentation, and it's just like, all right, cool, here's a big trailer for Call of Duty. I'm not going to acknowledge that stuff at all. If, like, stuff like that doesn't feel consistent to me. Silence. Pregnant pause. We got you. I agree with you, Tim. I actually liked the flow much better. That's my one positive 
coming out of this was, I think last year we said, man, we had fun during this, but the ads really weighed us down. And I think he took that to heart and showed that there, right? I don't think there was ever an ad break here where I was really like, oh, this sucks. Like we felt last year, but it was missing the fun factor. And that's a big balance issue that we have to find. And is that where we are today with the pandemic as we start to near, you know, quote unquote, the end of it, we're not in the prime of it. Is that, hey, everybody's finally getting back into and making these games. Is it tough? Because now everybody else is doing their own showcases, right? He's just kind of picking what he can get. Xbox clearly did not have a big presence there like I thought they would have, right? They seem to be tight with Jeff with Hellblade 2 at the Game uh, Awards Showcase. I thought for sure we'd get something like that. But as you see, we get some small titles there with Game Pass announcements on that. But it looks like Xbox is really holding their cards close to their chest till Sunday. And it just seems like he didn't have the big parties show up to help him. Ubisoft. EA, there was no Nintendo. big, big titles wowing me here well, at all. Gave you it looks nice like he was left out advertisements. to dry on that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I thought Kojima was a shoe-in. Yeah. I thought, but Kojima would, I thought Kojima would show up in some uh, way, shape, or form, ethereal, spirit. Jesus. Uh, and something like that. But mm-hmm. also, yeah, Silk Song, really disappointing. I, I think I, just based on what a lot of people have been talking about and different rumors and things like that, I really thought that we would have seen it here with some sort of release window at least or you know some presentation here's some gameplay um so that's pretty disappointing and i mean shit e3 picked the perfect fucking year to take off didn't they like Mm, yeah because if e3 puts on a show it's not going to be any better than this like i I don't i don't think it's going to be any better than this because i don't think the games are there and, and so and the games are spread out everywhere. And, That's the bigger problem. Yeah. And so I think in a lot of people's eyes, this shows I think a lot of people watching right now may think like, ah, Jeff doesn't have it, man. He just don't got it. But it's like, I don't know if any showcase would have really lived up to the hype. We'll see what Xbox does. Obviously, they are going to show off some more exclusive stuff. And I, I guess maybe Xbox would have been part of the E3 presentation in some way, shape or form. It would have had the E3 uh, letter and number on it. But um yeah, I do think that E3 picked the perfect year to kind of sit one out, and it looks like they may have won, honestly. And, I mean, with that, too, it's like I feel like Keeley kind of had to sit this one in. It's like no matter what, no matter at any point, if you looked at this was like, oh, I don't have a killer show, you still got to do the show because you got to build Summer Game Fest. We're still in the infancy of this whole thing. So it's like I feel like I keep saying this, but I'm, I believe in Jeff, and I believe in this vision, and I believe that this is – the winning format for this it's just everything needs to kind of come together and people need to work together or else that's not gonna work out andy and at and the best thing you can do is make it shorter um i think the biggest problem is that this was so extended all these developer interviews well great i love highlighting the devs that needs to be what paris's showcase was last year yeah, with, with, with yep. longer looks into the game, talking about the mechanics, talking to devs about their uh, about their situation and how they have been making the game and what their influences have been. All of those little developer interviews need to be for a different show. And I think this could have been, yeah, an hour 15, an hour 30. And I don't guys, break breaking news. July 28th, okay. Baron Breakfast coming to Switch and Steam. Oh, the oh, yeah, Baron yeah. Breakfast, oh, July 28th, yeah. it's happening. You know, Andy, I agree with you there. I think you got to find a way to get that tighter. I think for the gamers on the outside, right, we all look at E3. We look at this summer presentation as, hey, we're hanging out together for a full week. 
We're in it to win it. We're going to have a ton of fun. And so two hours to me isn't crazy, but two hours is crazy when you're not bringing the games and the fun, right? We're down to be here for 90 minutes and two hours because gamers want that. We wait all year for this big moment, and I'm down for that ride. But if you don't have it, then don't do it is right, Andy. And you said it so well. The dev uh, diaries and the conversations just plummeted. But would that have been different if he had better games, right? Would we be talking differently if a Skate 4 showed up and then the dev team came and talked about how rad it was, right? Like, that would be a different issue than when we sit down and we talk about striking distance and Callista Protocol that we saw three days ago and we have Glenn Schofield show up and it's just a small five-minute conversation really about, hey, Jeff, you're doing a great job. That's about it. It just was missing there with the fun. To, to Tim's point, right, like this feels like a show that he had to do as opposed to a show that uh, felt like everything lined up where he could show things off in a very exciting way. And I think a lot of that is the um, having kind of the rug pulled from underneath him with the PlayStation State of Play happening beforehand. Uh, like, you know, I think the point about E3 not happening this year and that kind of saving them, I think that lines up in a way where for the Jeff Keighley strategy, Summer Games Fest kickoff, I think last year was so dope because you did have a few megaton reveals, right? And when I say megaton, I'm mainly referring to the Elden Ring gameplay thing, right? But then you also had Death Stranding, you had cool things here and there, but I think the Elden Ring thing gave him so much so much juice that he wasn't able to cash, on, uh, cash in this time around in a way that would have, I think, really elevated Summer Games Fest kickoff. And so like having State of Play happen, having that having Callisto Pro Protocol, Street Fighter, uh, I guess Last of Us Remake was like, I don't know. I feel like I feel like there was so much missed opportunity in terms of, hey, let's be the first ones out and let's have this be a, a party. That way that state of play can come after and then, you know, have that follow up of, OK, here's last was here's, you know, more Street Fighter stuff or whatever it is. It feels like this this one felt forced in a lot of ways. Uh, I just want to uh, bring in uh, uh, V wildcard or i think it's two v's making wildcard 777 in the chat said people were watching this in imax and that's still that was the other thing. so yeah. fucking funny to me like Ooh, awesome. uh, like uh, uh, with that you're like telling people this is going to be a bigger uh, than life show and that's people watch the show in imax what you well, would be doing the next carpino talking to the snack bar guy for a while yeah. that would be bad <laughs> yeah but i mean it's interesting to think about jeff and his shows in the past and like what this one did differently and uh what this this added and what this took away like there was no musical performance which is rare for for jeff and uh, i wonder what the what that was about like i wonder if it was feedback of people didn't like it or whatever or if they just didn't have anything interesting enough i it's that's the type of stuff that like kind of brings the hype and like connects things in a way that makes it feel a little bit bigger and um instead we got the rock for three minutes <laughs> The new stuff didn't hit as much as I wanted it to also. Like, the state of play, we got Rollerdrome and Eternites, which I know weren't megaton announcements, but I feel like the ways that they were shown made them exciting stuff, at least for us. Mm -hmm. And looking through, there was a stretch of this where it was Flashback 2. I don't think that hit for us, right? Fort Solace, which I think hit a little bit, but wasn't, like, a banger, at least for me. You got Routine, you know, which looked a little bit interesting. You got Stormgate, which for us, I think, fell pretty flat. You had Highwater, which I think spoke to Greg a bit. But I, like... I don't know, like this, this, the stretch of new stuff, I didn't feel like was done justice and it being squished together too, right? Like this, you know, game we don't know after game we don't know after game that doesn't hype us up, I don't think was a good way to pace it. And I, I like, again, it comes back to him maybe just not having the stuff and maybe that even comes back to him, you know, setting expectations for, hey, guys, I know you guys are excited for this. Don't look forward to bangers, right? Like we're going to have some new stuff. We're going to have some exciting stuff, but don't think that this is going to be megaton announcement after megaton announcement. I think he knew what this was going in, but 
I don't know, man. Like, I feel like this could have came to be- together way better. Maybe if they did pace it better or made it, or made it shorter. Yeah, I, I said this a million times, and I have over the last couple of years. But just because you set expectations does not excuse the fact that if you're putting on a show that you're expecting people to watch, you better make it entertaining and you better bring the heat, especially in this competitive landscape where everyone's doing a showcase. Like, and especially when you have a platform as rich as Jeff Keeley's at this point, and the set and the stage and the production value and all this stuff, it's like. Yo, all eyes on you. Like summer, there is this debate now of E3 Summer Game Fest. What are we calling it? Like something might take over E3 in the video game industry, and you have that. You got to do something with it. And I don't think this is the worst thing possible, but it's definitely not really helping the the argument for people of does this show matter? Should it exist? All that stuff. But again, it, it requires teamwork across the industry for for people to show up and we're still feeling the ramifications of 2020 and we're going to continue to for a while. So that the fact that everything's been delayed, everything's still getting pushed back. Everyone's doing their like scrambling to figure out their own platforms to be able to talk about games. It just stretches everything so thin that like, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, like I don't, we don't know behind the scenes for summer game fest, what it was, but it's Jeff's show. It's the internet. You figure he can, make it as short or as long as he wants it to be. And I really think that if you stretch this thin, yeah, you have to figure out a way to be like, all right, cool. Here is the hour. You know what I mean? And do a pre-show and a post-show that can feature the things that are paying the bills or the smaller things or the whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you're going to go to IMAX, you want it to be bah, 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 bah. And you want it, if you want to capitalize on what the game awards is, what, what, what E3 was when, at, in its prime, like there's a mix in there to find, to get to and do. And yeah, I, I, you keep, we keep bringing up, you know, that, it's not all on Jeff. It is the industry. Yeah. But then it is like, if the industry is bringing you all this stuff, you have to be traffic cop and put them in the right place and do whatever you need to do with it to be like, totally. bam, this is what the shit's going to be. Yeah. The, the, so the IMAX point though, like I, I don't, I think that that is more just like a partnership deal. Like I wouldn't be surprised if it like why there didn't cost money or like if IMAX even paid for it, I think that's just sure. getting things in theaters, you know, like we've seen it before with PlayStation doing like their events at theaters and stuff just to boost those numbers of how many people are watching and it's just good selling points for the, the future but um it is still just ah man i'm very hopeful for microsoft here like i'm hoping mm. that we we see some some fire like i because i we started great with state of play and i'm hoping we we end it great with uh with xbox but before we continue real quick i wanted to tell you about our sponsors Are people still trying to make plans with you this summer as if you aren't booked and busy already? You're just going to have to tell them to try again in the fall. You've got pool days, pride parades, bachelor parties, and beach vacations waiting for you because when you're living your best life, the last thing you want to worry about is butt sweat. I'm Greg Miller and my butt never sweats because I wear MeUndies. You've heard it a million times. I like MeUndies so much with my first pair. I bought a whole bunch more and threw away the rest of my underwear. They're the best. MeUndies has the lightest, most breathable fabrics to keep you cool and comfortable wherever you go. From undies to brawlers, to socks, to loungewear, to swimwear, you can find something for all your plans. MeUndies also releases new prints all the time, like their limited edition Pride collection. Find your ultimate summer comfort in sizes extra small to 4XL. MeUndies has a great offer for my listeners. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off. For a limited time, if you sign up for their free-to-join MeUndies membership, you get 25% off your first membership item. To get 15% off your first order, 25% off your first membership item, and 100% satisfaction guaranteed go to meundies.com slash kind of funny that's meundies.com slash kind of funny 
No one likes waiting on a paycheck, especially when you've got bills due. Good thing there's Chime. Now you can get your paycheck up to two days earlier with direct deposit. That's up to two more days to save, pay bills, and generally just feel good about your money situation. But Chime is about more than just getting paid early. It's also an award-winning mobile app, checking account, debit card, and optional savings account. So what are you waiting for? Hopefully not your paycheck. Get started with Chime today. Applying for a free account takes less than two minutes. Get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancor Bank or Stride Bank NA. Members FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on your payer. And now that we're back. Instead of going through game by game like we normally do on these things, just because I feel like you guys get it, you heard our thoughts on a lot of this stuff, I just want to try to err on the side of positivity a bit for all of this because there was a lot of really cool games shown, even if there wasn't really exciting news about them or whatever. But going through, I want to go around and talk to you guys about what you're most excited about from this show. Bless, let's start with you. Oh, man. I actually don't know. That was one of the thoughts I had coming out of it. I was like, what was the big banger for me? And I don't know. I don't know if I had one. I think I might just err on Last of Us Remake just because I know, like, even without, even with that leaking, for me, that was still a hype moment. That was still a, oh, shit. All right, cool. We got it. Let's see the trailer. Okay, this looks great. Uh, and one thing, one thing, I don't know if it was already in the trailer that leaked or if it was here because I actually didn't watch the full thing uh, when it originally leaked, but I like seeing the the side-by-side of what it looked like in 2013 versus what mm-hmm. it's going to look like in the new version. I am genuinely excited for this. And granted, you know, when we first started talking about Last of Us Remake last year, when the Jason Schreier report came through, I was like, uh, I don't know if we need this. I don't know if I need this. I don't know if I want this. But I'm going to play it regardless because it's Last of Us and it's going to look still, great. That still stands, right? We don't, do we need stands. this? Do we? Yeah, whatever. But yeah. Then you look at it like Last of Us with the engine in part two. Fuck yeah. Okay, let's go. Okay. That's the thing. Like even in the footage that Barry's showing right now, it looks so good. Like, the lighting looks great. Like, the models look great. And uh, them talking about how, yeah, mechanically, in terms of the combat, in terms of how it moves and all that stuff, it's going to be a lot like Last of Us Part Two. That's enough to, to make me go, okay, cool, I can't wait for this this fall. Yeah, plus, uh, even to your point, talking about the the comparison shots, which I really do think they should have shown in the trailer more, but um, that wasn't the 2013 version. Those comparisons were to the remaster, the remaster. on yeah, PS4, which yeah. is like even more impressive to think about like what would it have looked like if they were comparing the the ps3 one andy what uh, what gets you going i'm right there with bless i I think uh, honestly the bigger announcement and the bigger sort of key takeaway for me is that this multiplayer game is more than just a 5v5 or 4v4 factions type game the fact that it does look expansive and they are giving it its own thing it seems to have kind of found uh, its uh, a new life throughout this development cycle and the fact that it is going to be what I presume to be kind of like a division type shared world shooter. There will likely be a multiplayer aspect where you're still playing against people. But I think that sounds pretty badass and something that I'm really down for that I didn't necessarily know that I wanted. Um, whenever I think of a lot of these shared world shooter type games where you are um, playing a survival type game with your friends in a post-apocalyptic world the um it reminds me of blizzard making their survival game where i'm like oh we get to see what a triple a take on this looks like or quadruple a whatever the fuck we're calling it now where we always see a lot of indie titles and a lot of smaller devs take on this sort of genre uh the division notwithstanding but uh, now we get (laughs) to see what a studio like naughty dog can do with this sort of genre i think that sounds pretty awesome um that's a pretty big takeaway and and I'm just looking at some of the smaller titles that would have been 
I think really dope if it was just in one of these smaller indie showcases. I thought Witchfire looked fucking cool. Um, that looked uh, like completely my bag. That looks really fun. That sort of fantasy first person shooter. Um, the visuals in Fort Solus look really damn cool. Very, I mean, again, you show that before routine, before um, de- uh, Closo Protocol, and it all starts to sort of men- uh, yeah, melt 100%. together. And it's yeah. kind of a bummer for a lot of these mm-hmm. titles because they do have very similar vibes. But um, I think it's just really dope that different um, that that we are sort of seeing this space futuristic horror renaissance. That I'm, you know, why does it have to be horror? But that's another thing we could talk about that later. Um, those are just some of the smaller highlights, and I loved the gameplay look at Closer Protocol, which we didn't get. We didn't only get the gorier version of the trailer; we got actual look at gameplay, and I think it looks pretty awesome. Mike. Yeah, tough when you have all three of those in the same showcase, very close to each other. They just blend together and get kind of boring after a while. Uh, For me, I'm going to highlight one here before I get to the big one, of course. Alien Dark Descent. Alien's Dark Descent is actually something I am excited about. I did enjoy a little bit of fun nights with Alien Fireteam Elite. And now I have question marks of what is Dark Descent? Is it a top-down twin-stick shooter? Will we see some sort of XCOM type vibe with a real-time strategy, you know, turn-based type feel. I'm interested in what that is. I think Greg called out the twin-stick shooter, so it will be interesting to see what that is and stay in that Aliens world. I like that a lot. And, of course, the big dog, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. I was very excited to see that. I was happy to see that. I was let down, though. I think we kind of missed the hype and wow factor moments that we saw with the first reveal of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 1 in 2019 when we brought the reboot and revamp to it where we were wowed by that, right? The sound design, the moments of gameplay where you said, oh my gosh, they're kind of toeing the line here, pushing the limits. On this one right here, we went to kind of a dark gray, watery type five and we showed some cruel emergent gameplay with the ship moving and the box going back and forth. But I think here we should have gone a little bit more colorful, a little bit more pop and wow factor here to make it the blockbuster vibe that we know with Call of Duty. So Yes, I was very happy to see the team, right? I'm excited to see the task force come back again with the names we all know and love and some new names. But at the same time, I think we went a little too dark and gray and not enough wow factor here for Call of Duty to really pop when it should have probably taken over this whole entire uh, summer game showcase. I love what we saw just a little too long, Mike. Mm. Mm -hmm. Greg Miller. You know, obviously... Closer Protocol, I can't wait for. You've heard me talk about it nonstop. My love affair with Dead Space and the devs who are working on it. But again, we've seen it before. Uh, obviously, Last of Us, I'm in the can for. Uh, like Bless said, I'm excited to play Last of Us Part 1. Okay, I, lo- I love the gameplay of Part 2. So bringing that here, sure, why not? Um, and then the multiplayer stuff, that sounds cool, but it's just concept art. So honestly, the thing I'm walking away most excited for and i don't even know if it's because of the presentation at summer game fest as much as everything surrounding it is marvel's midnight suns hmm. like i'm a sucker for a superhero game everybody knows that and the fact that this one as we look at gameplay here barrett's got pulled up is so weird where it's like XCOM, but you're using cards and you're going through and play i've been fascinated since we got announced and we've learned more and more about it and like i said previews are popping up from the event they held out on the uh, uh, east coast and what I found interesting is the opening to IGNs, right? Uh, there, Lena Hafer writes, 
I was a bit blindsided by the news that the team behind XCOM 2 was working on a Marvel Tactics RPG with a card-based battle system. When I finally got my hands on Midnight Suns recently, I was even more surprised by just how much of an RPG it really is. With a fully explorable quest hub, party member relationship side quests, and even a crafting system, this really is a first for Firaxis. At times, it reminded me more of a Bioware game than anything they've made before, and who doesn't want to hang out with Spider-Man? Like, the whole idea of you being the hunter character who is a daughter or a, da a son or a daughter of Lilith and the Hydra's resurrecting her. And then, yeah, you go through. And as it's been confirmed in this article, you're then fighting, yeah, corrupted versions of Venom, Hulk, Scarlet Witch. Like, that sounds dope. And it does sound different. And it does sound weird. And, like, I'm all for that. I'd like to play that. So that's the one I'm walking away from Summer Game Fest going, man, I can't wait to get my hands on it. Yeah, it looks it looks interesting. I I think story wise is it's what got me the most excited, and I feel like since the beginning that's been the case. Yeah. I like the uh, eclectic cast of characters. I like how they're using them. The idea of some of the heroes kind of being evilized. Uh, I'm, I'm here for. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Spider Man, all that stuff. Like the voice sounds great. So there's a lot going here, but I I do think this is one of those bait and switch type things where you see this oh yeah, yeah, yeah. this image and then or the, this video and then you see the gameplay and you're like okay this is gonna be a tough sell for me you know but um i do think that they're they're offering a lot of stuff with that that sale where it's like yo look they, they believe in the gameplay and they're doing something that's a little bit different with the card-based tactical stuff um but if they back it up with great characters and story and it is leaning more on the rpg side like i yeah i'm, I'm kind of interested in and that. that's i'd love to sit down and do that right now and have storylines and you know grind out and build the character in a deck a certain way and see what goes on so yeah yeah, for me, it's it's tough. Like, I, I look at this, and I feel like you guys have said everything that I, I'm looking forward to. Callisto Protocol looks awesome. Um, the Last of Us remake, I'm super in. Would, any excuse to replay that game, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to want that. The thing I'm most excited about is Neil saying that the HBO show news is coming sooner than we think. Like, that gets sure. me really excited. Makes me think we might get a January release date for it, maybe February. Um, and that sounds awesome. Everything they, they said about it, it, you can, I believe them. I believe the enthusiasm for this project and I, I want it to be as special as we all know it can be um, because I think video games are, are super rad and have so much potential to be adapted into different mediums. And we were seeing them almost get it right, but I think Last of Us really can't be the one that gets it right. And it seems like Neil believes in that. So that's great. But not seeing a teaser, not seeing anything yeah. that was a, a little bit of a letdown. And otherwise, it was just kind of like, hey, Tim, games you're excited about that are coming soon, you're still excited about them. Cuphead looks awesome. I love the level of animation in that boss fight. I love the verticality that we saw. Um, that's just in a couple weeks. So it's, it's hard to kind of be mad about video games when we're so close to that. Shredder's Revenge looks rad. Love Casey being playable. Six-player co-op online like looks like absolute insanity on the screen. Um, but I was saying this in the the live show that uh, I was talking to to Ash over at uh, Good Vibes Gaming, um, who got to play it at PAX, and he was like blown away by it, uh, how good it is, and he had so many nice things to say about like, it. It really is kind of the definitive uh, beat 'em up game um, that people have been wanting for a long time with an ip that they love like ninja turtles like i know imran loves streets of rage for uh, a couple years back last loved year it. i don't know, really loved, loved it yeah, yeah. and it seems like this is kind of taking everything that everyone loved about that and scott pilgrim and whatever and like really up in the ante with the ninja turtle rapping with the nostalgic ninja turtles what more could i ask for um but yeah i didn't expect my most hype moments or most excited moments from this summer game fest to be cuphead and shredder's revenge but 
it's kind of where I'm at. Exciting month, though, right? Like between Chargers, totally. Neon White got a date too, which is really hyped, right? And like the which which we we'll call it DNF Duel, Capcom Fighting Game Collection, Sonic Origins. Like it's a low key but high key month, right? Like a lot of different releases that are going to speak to hardcore fans, uh, but they're all like varying levels of smaller to mid. But I'm you know super down for it. Yeah. Any uh, any other things that we want to shout out? Uh, to go back a little bit to the last list multiplayer thing, like that to Andy's point of like, yeah, this looks way more expansive and it looks like it's going to be more than just a 4v4 kind of thing. Uh, the concept art, I think, speaks to that. And I think one of you guys mentioned Division and like yeah. we've been theorizing a lot of what is this game going to be? Is it going to be different modes? Is it going to be Battle Royale? Is it going to be a games as a service division type game? And, you know, we don't really have any answers, but, you know, Neil talking about how, no, this is going to be as full as any other narrative Naughty Dog game. This is going to have story. It's going to have all that stuff. Does get me excited because I was kind of doubtful about, about a lot of that stuff. You know, I would think that if you're doing a multiplayer live game that you'd lean in more uh, to the systems and make it be this thing where you are, you do have a camp that you're going back to and you're coming out and you're doing different, you know, matches, modes, whatever, to then get resources to bring back to your camp, to grow your camp. I would think that they would do something along those lines. Him talking about, no, there's a story here. Like, there's something that we're doing and there's a whole new cast of characters, all that stuff. Has me very excited because I think that means that they're going to do something that we've not seen before. <laughs> and if they nail that, and Naughty Dog, I think out of any studio, could nail that. If they nail that, that's going to be very exciting. Yeah, and you know, to to your point too, even just about like the way that they talked about all this stuff, like with with how they talk about factions being a full ass game, which we all have kind of talked about and assumed at this point with things. But I think one of the values of um, having Neil on stage just talking to Jeff is maybe not the most exciting thing, and sure, just looking at one image of concept art for video games infinitely less exciting than watching a trailer or seeing gameplay or something. I do think it's kind of cool the amount of tidbits that we got. You know, like him talking about Naughty Dog is working on another game. And like, we all knew that, but now it's going to be fun to speculate uh, over the next couple of years. Like, what is that? Like, it, it's cool to get things confirmed that Factions is going to be a full-size title. Naughty Dog's now big enough that they can be working on multiple games. We get, we're getting Last of Us remake. Like, I, I just think that it's it's cool that we're a lot of stuff we assumed is now confirmed, and now we're going to be sure. able to speculate in a, a more informed way. And that's stuff that you don't really get from blog posts and and things like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course, of course. And him talking about the different directors that are working on each project, like I felt a little, little bit like a tease because you know it being Neil there and him talking about these two games that have other directors that aren't him. And then him kind of talking about the show, I thought that they were, they were going to at least announce the new IP or next game or whatever, Last of Us 3, whatever the, the thing Neil's working on is. Um, it has to be curious when we do see that, though. You know, him actually saying that he's working on something or that they're working on something has me thinking that we'll see it sooner than later, maybe 2024 or 2023. I think Keely tried his best. Go for it, Andy. I was saying, I think Keely tried his best to get any sort of tidbit there. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Keely yeah. for like giving it a, a, a shot. Because uh, who knows? Maybe you know. Maybe they're having they're having hors d'oeuvres and you know drinks back in the oh, in no. the little chill out area in the green room. Tim, maybe Neil had a few. Maybe Neil wants to discuss the new IP they're working <laughs> on. You never know. But he did say that the multiplayer, or whatever it's factions or whatever they end up calling it, that we're going to hear more next year. So I think that that's kind of like like him putting that. See a date. lot of it next year. Uh, yeah. yeah, we're going to see a lot of it next year. It's like that. That kind of is uh, that's a fun speculation thing. Like that's you know for us kind of looking at it. Like it reminds me of like Final Fantasy 16, where they're like, "Yo, we're going to talk about it in the spring." And it's just like this known quantity for us to kind of like talk about on all these different game shows. For sure. Do, for know? sure. He. 
uh, Neil said, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll see you next Summer Games Fest or something along those lines, right? Like, I can't wait to show it to you at a, at a future Summer yeah, Games yeah, Fest. Yeah, yeah. Do you think there's anything there? Do you think, no. like, they really are in talks or do you think that's just him talking? I think that's just people that's on just stage him saying talking. it's not. Yeah, it's not now. I'm not yeah. talking about it now. Okay. Yeah, he meant, like, later in a different year. <laughs> yeah. um, different I, hope, I hope that, like, this Summer Game Fest live not being a banger doesn't dissuade playstation or other big companies like showing up because that's what a thing that i've been you know thinking about in terms of elden ring being last year oh you got the juice down bringing the bangers this year i feel like the last was remake uh didn't land and that's mostly on playstation's fault because of the the leak from playstation direct but i wonder if that does anything in terms of conversations with the with the leak but then also the build-up not necessarily being a thing that has everybody on the internet hyped about i don't think it, i don't think there's a chilling effect because you know what's going to happen is next week maybe tomorrow but probably next week there'll be the press release that summer game fest brought in x amount of millions of people and it was mm. up this percentage and yet and like that's what it's all about and mm. next in you know we're not goldfish in terms of like forgetting that this summer game fest wasn't what we want it to be but next year when it is people have been the games that got delayed and the announcements that weren't where they wanted to be and yet to, and when it lines up better for jeff to be like okay cool or for the industry to be like okay cool here's some real cool shit for you to have if they deliver on that i mean we'd be reacting you'd be watching or listening like mm -hmm. it would be the same thing yeah it's it's a bummer to think about the fact that like even just keely stuff is now stressed stretched across three shows a year right yeah, with yeah, game yeah. awards opening night live and this and it's just like i don't know how sustainable that is but i understand that he's just trying to get the market share right now and you really have to do that to be able to to continue because like uh, we're looking at game awards now and it's like is that going to be one with a lot of bigger announcements or is this year kind of just a wash at this point of of what we're trying to get and even saying that i feel spoiled as shit like we so are. many we of are. these games are so great and like next year is about to be incredible in terms of the games that we're playing uh, we said that last but, but year I, I yeah but like to a different extent though right like i feel like now there's like now there's the stuff that originally was 2023 and all the stuff that was 2022 pushed into that um where i feel like we're, we've been talking a lot about the phases of these announcements of this this now current gen consoles with ps5 and xbox series x where all of the big heavy hitter first party titles that were announced at those initial reveals are coming out right like god of war ragnarok is essentially the end of that xbox kind of has its own thing going on with like the hellblades and perfect dark and stuff like that uh but like eventually we're gonna need to get the next wave yeah. of playstation yeah. titles right and um clearly this year is not the time to to make those announcements so you got to imagine it'll be next year you gotta get it across you gotta get it across you know mm -hmm. what i mean you gotta get it across uh, now, did this sell you all on going live next year if you were a fan that's my big thing is this was the year he announced next year. We're doing this in person. What you just watched there. Is that going to get the millions of fans out there to go, man, I believe in that. I got to go to that. Right. Because E3 is already a proven entity, right? As a fan who went in 2019, it was the dream come true. Even though people from the industry say, Oh, it wasn't as good as years past. Right. At least we have the proven groundwork of what that could be. Now, Jeff Keeley, after this year says he's going to do this in next summer, in person you want to be there does that sell you on oh i gotta go i gotta spend all my hard-earned money to show up to that I don't, I don't think this does anything for that i think people are going to pay money to go regardless if they if they were set on going uh that this see like you're going to go to a convention regardless P and, and it could be that people maybe just want to check out the show floor and hang out with friends like i don't i don't necessarily think that this is uh indicative that every event from here on out is going to be 
kind of this level of hype. You know what I mean? Like I, the, who knows what happened next year, you know, it could be better. It could be, you know, fans only have so much to go to. They can only go to one or two. Right. And now we're all competing for this June, second week of June summer instance here. And now you got a battle up against E3 and Jeff Keighley. Who's going to win out with that? Who's really going to come out and say, oh, that was the best summer experience. I mean, the thing is the in-person experience of E3 is such a different thing than what the majority of the world thinks E3 is, right? Like to the majority of the world, E3 is a series of press conferences and then reading and watching a bunch of previews of journalists playing video games, right? Like they've had their public um, access for the last couple of years uh, where people can go and play games and stuff. But like, I, I don't think E3 can ever be much better than it's ever been. And I don't think that whatever Keeley does can either. Like at the end of the day, it is just a bunch of advertisers with boots and then a, a bunch of games that you can stand in line to wait and play a, a vertical slice of. And like, those are going to range from there's going to be a couple booths like I'll never forget the Skyrim booth, right? Where sure. it was just like, holy shit, like that was the thing of E3 that was like a big get. Otherwise, it's just like, yeah, you go to PlayStation's booth and it's just a whole, whole bunch of uh, TVs with controllers next to them. And you can kind of test out a bunch of games like I, I, if E3 is back in physical form next year, that's what it's going to be. And I think Jeff will have the exact same thing. I don't think it's going to be much exclusive content at this place or this place, um, but I don't know. I know we're yeah, talking you. about a lot of like uh, higher level stuff right now, but uh, just really quick, because uh, I, I don't know if we talked about it specifically, Greggy, like uh, they showed more Gotham Knights today. Um, even as the Batman fanboy, even this show, we were like uh, kind of indicative of the show as a whole. I was just like, yeah, all right. Like, yeah, Paris said it really well, right? The more they show this, the less interested he gets. The more they show of it for me, I'm just like, yeah, I mean, I'm going to play. It's a Batman game, but yeah. I don't look at this and I'm not excited. I don't have any of the – and I, I'm not even – I don't have any of the hype I had for the Arkham games. And, right. I, and I know, oh, some of the best games of all time. Toss Arkham Origins in there. Yeah, I just mean dude, looking like, at it and going like, man, the combat looks fantastic. Right. Like this looks like – and I, I know I, 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 I'm the expert in it. This looks like Avengers in a lot of ways, right? Of like, all right, some mm-hmm. cool skins and I get to go beat up bad guys and be a hero. Like, all right, like hopefully we get it and it's not that, but like – I say all that and you compare it to Midnight Suns and I'm like, well, Midnight Suns has a weird control scheme and a whole RPG system laid on later on top of da, 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 da. This one I look at and I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm beating the shit out of people and it's co-op if I want it to be. And I I'm leveling up the oh, UI yeah. looked awful for that. And Batman is clearly not dead. Like I can't <laughs> wait for this show when they're going to reveal it. It's, it's a again. weird monkey's paw that I've gotten. Like I've wanted WB Montreal to make a game that was just their own, not tied to the rock city universe and stuff like that. And, um, you know, still have some sort of fun Batman combat and that's what we're getting, but it's just not, I don't know. It's it like when they first showcased it, uh, you know, what was that? Like two years ago, I think at this point, maybe just a year ago. I was really excited just because we finally got the announcement after all of those weird teases for like a year and a half. Um, and yeah, just the more we're getting to it, like October is four months away. And I'm like, yeah, all right. Like I can I can kind of wait for that. For <laughs> Yeah, like even Arkham Origins, man, when that was the first non-Rock City game, that was like every trailer was like holy shit inject this into my veins right now and unfortunately you know four months out from you know their first game outside of uh the rock city universe i'm just kind of whatever um it's seeming really underwhelming barrett like it is it's getting to the point where 
when you as a Batman fan or anybody as Batman fans are watching all these reveals for these new Arkham games coming out, it's the story that's really pulling you in. Yeah. You're seeing characters, you want to be in that world. And with this sort of teasing the Court of Owls stuff, you were so hyped about seeing that storyline brought to life in a video game. Yeah. And all of these sort of like this just looks like an arcade game at this point. It looks like there's no substance. When it comes there. to story, I do believe in that team because I would argue that Arkham Origins is like uh, just story wise one of the better uh, Arkham games, and I do I do believe they have something in there. But the only thing the story wise that they're really like. Uh, hammering down on is that Batman is dead and they're not like really showcasing the Court of Owls and like how and, that's and, all connecting to stuff and like I get and it. hopefully that works to its favor maybe yeah. our expectations are low and we get in there and it is a full blown Batman Arkham story you know what I mean yeah. Batman story we're like holy shit yeah this is great um, it's just all the advertising has looked like games as a service game yeah yeah, Andy, you actually said something that like I think is totally hitting the nail on the head, which is like it looks like an arcade game. It looks like an arcade games as a service type thing. Like, Barrett, if you can bring up the trailer, there was one thing that really stood out to me uh, towards the end of it where we see Nightwing fighting uh, a bigger brute and uh, he had like a, a shield type thing. Yeah. And like looking at that, I'm like, yo, this is like one of the most generic looking ass dudes to beat up I've ever seen. And like, sure. Spider-Man has that right. Where it's like, you're facing off against the, the convicts that escaped the prison. And there's the big guy, like, there's the archetypes, but the, whatever but the flow of the, but they were showing those yeah. in fun. the trailers, right? That, those are just the bad guys you face in the trailers. They were showing the fucking sinister six. Like, you mm. know what I mean? Like it just seems kind of weird for this to be like the feeling like the 18th trailer they've shown of this game. We're so close to it. And it's like, Wow, the the big moment at the end of this trailer is him fighting a generic shield, guy, a shield dude, uh, and yeah. he's gonna have a skull above his head because he's an elite, and he's yeah. like, you don't know what level he is, you know. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think it showcased well the first time they showed gameplay with, uh, um, why am I blanking? Out? Robin and uh, um, oh. uh, Batgirl. I thought that stuff looks cool, and ever since then, I don't know. It's just it's slowly and slowly uh, getting a little more generic for me. But we'll we'll see when it finally comes out. The last question I have for you, uh, you guys, before uh, I'm sure you guys uh, have closing thoughts. Again, not kind of relating to the showcase, but kind of not. Where the fuck's God of War? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I keep telling you, stay I mean, away. I I really think at this point they. And I'm such a broken record here, but they're holding on to 2022. They still believe it's 2022. And I think the moment they can lock that, we're just going to hear about State it. Of, like uh, I, uh, Blog post. Yep, drop, I, I like think that they are, they're ready to go. And yeah, I think Bless is right. Like, I think I would not be surprised if the state of play of God of War is essentially finished. And it's just what is the date that they need to, to put on that yeah. thing. Yeah, like I think they're probably floating because there's been rumors and all that stuff, and I don't know how much of that is accurate or not. But like people are talking about it slipping into next year, early next year. And I think regardless, if you look at history, right, for Horizon Forbidden West, which is their previous big exclusive, that was shown off at a state of play back in what, like May, maybe like April, uh, the prior year, and that was the hey, here's a big breakdown of what gameplay looks like. It was like 15 minutes or whatever. Here's what gameplay looks like in Horizon Forbidden West. Here's the date. Here's all that stuff. You know, I think even if God of War slips into early 2023, I think you still see a, a state of play, maybe summer, late summer or whatever, breaking down. Hey, here's some more stuff about God of War, whether it's you know a little bit more story tidbits, whether it's some gameplay, whatever it is, and go. And it's coming out either this fall or it's coming out. You know, when I say this, well, I mean like an actual date or it's yeah. coming out February, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And like I was saying, like we're we need to get a phase four update for not phase four, just next phase update for PlayStation games. And the last 
two years, we've gotten PlayStation showcases, right? That weren't state of plays, that were more first party focused, where we get the Wolverine reveal and Spider Man 2 reveal and all that stuff. I don't have confidence that we're necessarily going to get one of those this year. And I, I feel like we, based on patterns, we will. But like, I wouldn't be surprised with where games are at and everything if that just ends up edging into like February or something next year, which is something Nintendo has had happen to them a lot in the past where mm-hmm. they used to have like a bigger like August type uh, direct where they would like talk about a bunch of games. But eventually that got more into the January to March uh, sure, sure, area. Sure. But again, the, the, everything has no rules at this point. Like anyone can do a blog post or a tweet and announce the biggest game ever or to have a state of play, whatever the hell they want, you know, with 24 hours notice of um, announcing it. Forget everything you know. Forget everything you know. Does anyone have any final thoughts on all of this? I'm looking forward to Xbox. Looking forward to Xbox, yeah. man. Let's go. Uh, let us know in the comments below what you thought about Summer Game Fest 2022, the showcase specifically, and what your expectations are for the Xbox showcase that we know is coming this Sunday. And then what else do we got? Capcom on Monday. Capcom on Monday. Capcom. Yeah, that's it, right? That's those are the big ones we're doing. Summer There's a million Fest. other things getting peppered in there, but yeah, yeah, that's yeah, cool. yeah. So let us know. Uh, but until next time, I love you all. Goodbye.